Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the video cast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. And on today's episode, we have a fellow dad traveler. Uh, I love interviewing other dads who are passionate about travel, passionate about fatherhood, passionate about family. And uh, John is actually also an avid video blogger and an avid YouTuber, just like myself. So we're going to be finding out about John, about his family travels, about uh, his digital storytelling uh, through uh, different uh, mediums such as YouTube, social media, etc. Uh, so, John, uh, why don't we get to know you a little bit better if you want to share more about yourself? Okay. Hey, Ricky, how are you doing? Good to be with you. Yeah, I'm doing amazing, John. Great to be with you as well. So, you know, my background is in uh, journalism and acting, and I've been an avid traveler for a long time. My wife sort of introduced me to the uh, whole national travel. I always wanted to be a traveler, but uh, until I met my wife, who'd spent six months backpacking in Africa and basically seeing the world, I hadn't really done that much international travel. But since then, the the for travel and the background in journalism and uh, turned it into digital storytelling, really. And so, in long around you know 2010. YouTube sort of found its way into my life, and uh, I've been posting as a, a travel blogger or a travel YouTuber for about two years now. Awesome. Uh, so I'd love to hear some of your family travels. Uh, you know, you have a son who's about 10 years old. Uh, walk us through some of the journeys you've been on so far with him. Well, you know, uh, you as a, a dad probably understand that uh, when you have a kid, <laughs> They are um, a separate, distinct person. They are not you. They are part of your family unit, but they may not have the same wants, needs, and desires to see the world that you do. And when I see a lot of travel bloggers that I follow enter that stage of their life, children, and they've gone from this nomadic lifestyle and they're blogging about how exciting it's gonna be to take their kid to India you know, at three months, and I want to tell them, you know, you can do whatever you want with your kid. You can travel as much as you want. It's really just a matter of how much pain you want to do. <laughs> and I found that out the hard way. And uh, so we do want to Im imbue our son with a love of travel. And so what we do is we try to keep it reasonable for him because he doesn't really travel that well. He doesn't love getting onto airplanes. He loves the experience of different cultures. And so what we try to do is find what really turns him on and, and, and do everything we can to introduce him to that. So for five years now, he's been really into Native American culture. And to, to find Native American culture in California is so easy. We can go to Arizona or, you know, every year we go to Montana. If you go on my YouTube channel, The Road Less Traveled, um, you'll see that I've been uh, blogging about uh, the the Crow Reservation and the Crow people put, uh, stage a reenactment of the Battle of the Little Bighorn every year. And we're regulars there. We've gone four straight years. And this is the kind of thing you can do with a kid that gets them excited about seeing other cultures and, and the experiences. And I feel like, you know, the tolerance of the plane rides will come in due time. It's really just about getting him to be uh, excited about seeing different cultures. 
Sounds good. Um, so uh, you, you shared a little bit about your travel YouTube channel. Uh, tell us a little bit more about the origin story and why you chose YouTube as your medium of choice. I mean, obviously, you could do blogging, podcasting, social media. Uh, and tell us a little bit about why you chose YouTube for yourself. Well, so my background is uh, in journalism and acting. So I was a professional actor for, uh, you know, I'm, I'm coming up on 30 years now. And, um, you know, at the same time that I was uh, first getting into the acting world, I was getting a degree in broadcast journalism. So for 25 years, everything has just been hammering home story, story, story. You know, whenever you're going to, do something, you're telling a story. So, you know, I did the, you know, I, I've been doing the acting thing here in Los Angeles and getting work. But, you know, every actor knows and every performer knows you're always at the mercy of someone else making a decision for you. Same with broadcasting. And, you know, as well as everybody that's listening or watching, um, Right around the mid-2000s, that started to change. And we began getting access to telling our own stories and producing our own stories. And oddly enough, it was teaching. Uh, I wanted to tell stories for kids. I, I loved Bill Nye, the science guy. And I thought, wait a minute, what about a Bill Nye for travel and geography? And so I started shooting a very good friend of mine who's a television host, Rachel Rainstra, talked to me uh, and said, you know, you just... Bring your camera with you and shoot everything that you do. Tell stories. And sooner or later, they'll find their way to where they're supposed to find it. And so around 2008, 2009 is when I opened up my YouTube channel. And it was really just to post things that I could show in class to, you know, fourth grade, fifth grade, sixth grade kids. You know, humorous takes on volcanic activity and things like that. Um, but... I attended my first uh, travel blogger con uh, conference in Bangkok a couple of years ago at TBEX. And it was just around that time that uh, I actually won a short travel film contest that paid me some pretty good money uh, and uh, lots of airline fares. And, you know, I was going to just use it to go to Hawaii 20 times <laughs> with my family. And my wife said, no, 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 no. Get this YouTube thing off the ground. Use those airfares to go to you know, four or five places that you'd never be able to afford and start getting the YouTube going. And so that was uh, about two years ago. And I've been posting steadily. You know, uh, I try uh, posting at 9 a.m. on Friday Pacific time. And I've got now uh, over 130 videos. Amazing. Um, so uh, tell us a little bit about the video content. Uh, you know, uh, what, what are the major themes and topics you're covering on your YouTube channel? Okay, so um, the, the name of the channel is The Road Less Traveled. And, you know, I don't visit places where no man has gone before or no person has gone before, although that does happen from time to time. As, as you probably know, sometimes you find yourself down an alley that you're sure nobody else. Uh, but what I do is I try to go to places where people might have gone and just see them in a different way. Um, if I see a group of people going left, I go right. So if I'm in, in, in Bangkok and, walk, and I'm walking down a street and I see 
the tourists going left, I'll go right down the alley and visit the local market. Um, so I try to see places from a, um, and find interesting people to tell their stories. Um, so that's, that's the basic idea of the content. Now, as you know, also, <laughs> you know, your travels. And a lot of times what I, the way that I do that is I, I cut deals with tour companies and hotels if they are within my brand. And my brand is uh, sort of independent uh, hotels that practice responsible tourism. Um, I will on occasion stay at a place that might be a little bigger generally won't post that place on my YouTube channel itself. I have a second YouTube channel called Cool Highways, those kinds of things on. Um, but if they are practicing responsible travel, you know, to the degree that they can, I'll include those. Same with restaurants, uh, tour companies. I just went to Cuba in January and found a fantastic uh, sustainable tourism company that keeps their groups small. Uh, does not put their people up in hotels. They only use uh, casas particulares, which is are the local sort of like Airbnbs. Make sure the money goes right into the local economy. So that's kind of what my brand is. It's it's small, boutique, affordable, and as sustainable as can possibly be. Sounds good, and you do editing, by the way, as well. So uh, tell us a little bit about uh, how you create the videos, because uh, a lot of people who are thinking of doing video blogging or uh, YouTube YouTubing, uh, they're not sure how to do editing, and it actually prevents them from starting. Uh, so tell us about what you use in terms of software and any uh, tips or advice about editing. Okay, you know what's funny is I think that that's even with my journalism background, that's what kept me from you know diving into that aspect of it for a while because when i went to broadcasting school believe it or not in the early 90s we were still editing with tape we still used razor blades and tape to do our audio editing on reel to reel and this is what 25 years ago uh so when i looked at all the the digital editing programs i, I was nervous um but the, the thing is, it's just cutting. It's all based on that old cutting and pasting method. Um, so what I would tell people is, first of all, learn how to shoot. You've got to learn how to shoot. You've got to get a decent camera, not an expensive camera, by the way. I, I still use my Vixia M41 Canon. Uh, and the reason I use that is because for my style, which is very run-and-gun style, I need three things. I need compact and portability. I need HD capability, uh, and I need the ability to plug in an external mic so that I can do wireless mic stuff and interviews. You'd be shocked how hard it is to find that in the new cameras. Uh, you've got to step up to $1,500, $2,000 to get all those things in one package. So I have my little Canon Vixia that's about seven or eight years old, and it still shoots good video. I'm starting to think maybe I need to upgrade to something a little more expensive because I'm making a little bit of more money now. But um, you know, I'm I'm traditional in that way. So you got to get a, a, a decent camera and learn how to shoot. And I'll give you one tip if you're going to be shooting: take your time. I see too many people shooting their cameras around, trying to get everything. Learn how to be still. Learn how to be patient, and learn how to look ahead of what you're shooting. 
number two, um, I edit on Final Cut Pro. I know that a lot of people are, most people are using um, uh, Premiere Pro these days. Uh, I did not make that move yet. I'm thinking about it, but Final Cut Pro X has now sort of made the turn back to the older format that Final Cut Pro 7 was in and that they went away from. And I don't know how much you know about editing, but they lost everybody. They lost Hollywood. I've got friends in the business in Hollywood that use Final Cut for years, and they all ran to Premiere Pro as to, or Avid as soon as Final Cut went to the first version of Final Cut X. Final Cut X now, I've seen some examples. It's come back, and it's more user-friendly. So if you're just getting into editing, I would say pick Premiere Pro or pick Final Cut X. Uh, Premiere Pro is nice because you can use it on both platforms, on Windows or Mac. But was I a little, was I specific enough for you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, that really helps. I mean, at the end of the day, like you said, it's pretty much cutting and pasting. Uh, some people get, I mean, not some people, most people get overwhelmed by, by editing, uh, unless you've had experience with it. And uh, for me, I actually just learned, uh, I actually have a Mac and I went to the Apple store and I said, help, I need help with video editing. And they helped me, uh, you know, Eureka. They, and I, I learned iMovie. Yeah, I, I haven't learned Final Cut Pro yet. Uh, but I use iMovie, and I, I'm very basic in my editing. Uh, sometimes I'll use the templates, and even my, on my iPhone, I can do decent videos just with my iPhone or with my MacBook Pro, and it's not, like, as good as yours, but uh, it, it, at least it's a good starting point. Uh, you know, John, uh, one of the other issues that people face is confidence. I mean, you're a confident guy, obviously, because you have a background in acting and uh, performance arts. I'm pretty confident because I do a lot of public speaking. Uh, but still, uh, you know, I get nervous when I get on, like, uh, uh, Facebook Lives or live streaming or even some of my interviews. So tell us about how you deal with the confidence uh, yourself. Well, it's so funny because w when you pressed the button to make this live, I didn't realize that we weren't live yet. And I saw the little yellow button go up, and I was like, oh! And you get that little feeling in your stomach, right, and that every performer knows. And... Uh, you know, I just, hard to, to, to put it into words, but the fact of the matter is everybody gets those butterflies before you're going to do any sort of performance or any sort of presentation, and you probably know this as well as anybody. The butterflies are energy. It's energy can be used to, for good <laughs> or for evil. Um, and by what I mean, uh, what I mean by that is it's like a superpower. So you got these butterflies in your stomach and you can either let them come out in a positive manner or you can let them bring you into yourself. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you know, I can't hear you right now. Are you? Uh... Keep going, keep going. And so I just realized that, you know, no less than Ronald Reagan himself. Not my favorite president in the whole world, but known as the great communicator, said, even as president of the United States, there's not one time before I go out to make a speech where I am not terrified of what's going to happen. But I just go out there and I make that energy my friend. And you know what? That's, that's kind of what you got to do. You just, and the more that you do it, the more you go on stage, the more that you talk into a camera, um, the more that you do this kind of thing. 
the better you get at it, at dealing with it. I don't, I, I mean, not so much the better you get at it, but the better you get at just walking through the door. Yeah, definitely. As I say, practice uh, makes perfect, and the more you do it, the more confidence you get. It's funny what you mentioned the live thing. Uh, yeah, you know, a lot of a lot of my guests are trying to ask me a question, and I'm like, oh, we're we're live, and I, I have to go live. So yeah, you know, it's something you live and learn with. Uh, John, I'm curious to know about marketing. It's one thing to have an amazing video with the best, uh, uh, you know, quality in the world, best editing in the world, but if you don't market it properly, you're not going to get those calls. And the accounts on YouTube. So, what do you do to uh, build up the marketing uh, and the views of your channel? Well, I have to say that's where my weakness is, to be honest with you. Um, and uh, you know, I've been at this for about two years, and my subscribership is not where I think my content deserves to be, as far as subscribership goes. I'm getting good numbers of views, and so, I mean. I, what I, I actually need to educate myself further on things like SEO and um, uh, keywords and all those kinds of things. The things I do right now and actually uh, that I've been focusing on for the last month or so, and it's incredible how much it's, it's helped, is to really pay attention to what my viewers are clicking on. Um, and I don't always do that. Sometimes I post what I want to post. And I post what's interesting to me, and I post what's going on with my travel life right now. But then I look at some of my videos and like, what's getting a thousand clicks a month? What's getting two thousand clicks a month? And so I've joined uh, in the last couple of months. I've been joining Facebook groups that are related to certain videos that I will be posting in the future. For example, I went to Yellowstone this year with my family and found that there is a, a, a gold mine of Yellowstone Facebook groups that you can post your videos in and they are just soaking up the content. They love it. Um, it I found that um, Facebook groups and marketing groups for different areas of the world, like um, in Italy, I posted some videos for, for my trip in Southern Italy and I've noticed those are getting thousands and thousands of clicks. And views, and I thought, gosh, you know, I need to put out more videos about my experience in southern Italy because, oddly enough, real estate agents that are a part of this Facebook group got a hold of my videos and were like, oh, and started sharing those videos. And, and it, you never know where the shares are going to come from. So I'm trying to sort of mine facebook right now i also do google alerts where you're looking to see what chat forms people are talking about people are talking about and things like that got any tips for me <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, uh, I'm also trying to figure it out too, John. I think uh, getting yourself out there, I call, I, I like the term flood the internet. Um, so if you can flood the internet through as many different marketing channels as possible, including blogging, including podcasting, including video marketing, including guest blog posting, and doing, in, including interviews such as the, these ones we're doing, including um, uh, maybe mainstream press as well, um, you know, and uh, even uh, doing public speaking. Um, and then doing networking, uh, having business cards with your channel on there. I think all of those things in combination will help your channel and your online presence grow. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's funny because um, I, I've, I've looked into the possibility of trying to uh, get speakerships 
you know, at different conferences um, because, you know what, there aren't a lot of real YouTubers out there. Um, ha have you ever been to a TBEX? Um, I have not been to TBEX, but I interviewed uh, several different uh, speakers from TBEX and in interviewed Shane Dallas, who's actually the director of TBEX in Europe and then TBEX in Africa. So, yeah, but I haven't gone myself yet. Well, it's funny because, you know, you go to a TBEX. I went to TBEX Asia. There were a thousand bloggers there. And uh, the keynote speaker got up on stage and said, in five years, this is going to be a video blogging concert. Uh, 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 conference and the murmurs in the crowd and there was almost hissing in the crowd there aren't a lot of us out there and he said no I, I look and he and he explained my blog I put out a story on my blog I, you know and I got I reached uh, you know 2,500 people I made a companion video of that and put it on my YouTube channel and I reached 1.2 million people with it that is not going to be stopped and that's not going to be changed. And everybody in the audience was like, uh. and he said, are there any YouTubers out there? And me and like three other people out of a thousand raised our hands. And after the talk, we were descended upon by all these marketers that were throwing their business cards in our hand and saying, hey, you wanna go to the Maldives? You wanna, and I think it's really the, fu the future of blogging, I think is video. Yeah, you know, I definitely agree there. I don't think it's just the future. I think it's actually the present. Uh, and that's why you need to be in all those different uh, platforms. I mentioned uh, uh, the whole uh, multiple streams of marketing. <laughs> you know, market yourself everywhere and anywhere to anyone. Uh, and you get and, the word you know, out there. And one other thing that I wanted to hammer away on, I'm going to go backtrack a little bit to one of your other questions about, uh, you know, constructing a story visually. But you know what? What it always comes down to also is how do you write a story? And so getting back to, um, you know, blogging is telling a story. And digital storytelling is the same thing. Uh, so even though, the, you know, the future and the present of blogging is probably video, if you're not a strong writer and don't learn how to construct a story with a beginning and a middle and an end, then I think you're going to flounder. I mean, who am I to tell anybody anything? I'm, I'm still struggling myself. But no matter how much I'm struggling and how, no matter how much I see music video blogging, that's kind of what I call it, coffee table blogging, which is lots of beautiful pictures, but where's the story? Where's the hook? What's going to get me to go someplace? Where, you know, who are the interesting people? Um, I, I, I do whatever I can to not get pulled into the, to the MTV style of video blogging. I still feel, for me anyway, for my brand, I need strong written storytelling to go along with the pretty pictures. John, uh, you know, to end off here, I'm curious to know uh, how can people connect with you if they wanted to start their own YouTube channel, if they wanted to, uh, you know, watch your videos, follow you on your travels, uh, connect with you deeper. Uh, how can they do that? Well, I'll, you know, the, the easiest way to connect is through the YouTube channel, which is The Road Less Traveled. And you can put in my name, John Cragen, with that, C-R-A-G-E-N. I'm moving up in the search for YouTube. I'm now, I think, toward the top of the second page. Some months I'm actually on the first page. 
Uh, I also, my handle on uh, IG is at John Cragen, same with Twitter. And uh, you can connect with me on any of those platforms. Uh, I'm also john.theroadlesstraveled at Gmail. And uh, any questions or, or comments, I, I welcome comments about my work. Um, as a matter of fact, it was a comment the other day that caused me to go in and do a particular video that I'm doing right now. So uh, I welcome any and all comments and, and uh, questions. Well, yeah, you've definitely been inspiring. I love That's watching your videos, and I'll have the link below uh, for the people who wanted to uh, just click through. They don't have to look on uh, search on YouTube. They can actually just click right down there. Uh, so thanks again, John, for your time today. Okay, thank you very much, and safe travels, and we are all international diplomats, right? And we're international ambassadors. There you go. Thanks, Ricky. Have a good one. You, you as well. Uh, so thanks, everyone, for tuning into this episode with John uh, Cragen. Uh, I'll have the links below to his uh, YouTube channel and his social media. Uh, yeah, if you're interested in starting your own YouTube channel, it's always good to ask people who are already doing it what mistakes they've made and learn from them. And, you know, we covered uh, things like confidence on, on screen and editing and marketing, etc. So uh, make sure you connect with John. Make sure you connect with us as well. We're on YouTube. Uh, we record these podcasts both on video and on audio, uh, so you can uh, connect with us on YouTube at Digital Nomad Mastery, and on audio, if you search for us on iTunes or one of the podcast directories, Digital Nomad Mastery, plus way on Facebook, uh, Digital Nomad Mastery Community, where you can connect with other digital nomads, other world travelers, other YouTubers, other podcasters, and other international diplomats. So thanks, everyone, and we'll catch you in the next episode of Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the video cast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world.